Hello and welcome. India's largest airline has been sent a show-cost notice by the aviation regulator, the DGCA, over its handling of a special needs child who was prevented from boarding his flight. The airline had refused to allow the child and his family to board the flight, claiming he was in a state of panic and that he posed a threat to other passengers. No amount of appeals and explanations by fellow passengers, including a group of doctors who were taking that very flight, made them change their stance. This week, the Director General of Civil Aviation, after investigating the matter, said that the airline handled the passengers inappropriately. Was this unusual? Will this lead to one seeing inclusion and dignity being lived and practiced every day in airports and public spaces across the country now? Or is this a systemic problem? In February, a young woman was prevented from entering a restaurant in Gurugram because she was in a wheelchair. The reason given was that her presence might disturb other customers. So denying boarding to a 13-year-old boy at the Ranchi airport that really has brought back the spotlight, back on the gross insensitivity that we often uh, make persons with disabilities or the specially abled face. Tonight on We the People, we want to return to this horrific episode because it's not just a story about one family's horrifying twist with injustice and discrimination. It's also a testament to the power of individuals who refuse to be silenced. This is about all of us. What does it say about us as a society if we turn a blind eye to segregation of some citizens? First, tonight on the show, we have uh, Jija Ghosh. She is uh, one such individual who refused to be silenced. Jija Ghosh is an Indian disability rights activist. She was born with cerebral palsy. She was forced to disembark from a spice jet flight in February 2012, ironically, while she was on her way to speak about uh, disability issues at an international conference in Goa. She then filed a case against Spicer in 2012, and she won. Jija, you won, but despite the guidelines issued by the DGCA, despite the Supreme Court orders uh, in uh, your uh, case, incidents like the one we saw last week in Ranchi seem to keep recurring. We go one step forward, two steps back, 10 years on, another similar incident. Your reaction when you heard of what happened with this uh, young child and his family? Uh, it's very, very upsetting for us because we have been trying so hard to bring a change. And if, if at the end of it we realize we are we haven't moved on at all. It's very, very upsetting for us, and I was more upset. Because it was a 13 years old boy. He is a child. And just imagine what 
must have gone to me and it guided I was really upset. So you were very upset, Jija Ghosh. Jija uh, Ghosh uh, responding there. I'm sure this must have been horrific. Really t- t- takes you back to your own horrific experience uh, 10 years ago. And you know, the irony is uh, those least able to fight have to fight harder just to be treated equally. Thank you, Jija, for joining us. Uh, it's important for us uh, to have you on the show to remind everyone that these are big fights But in the end, is the law enough to safeguard the rights of the specially able? Joining us now is Ira Singhal. She's an IAS uh, officer, Deputy Commissioner of Revenue in the National Capital uh, of Delhi. Uh, Ira Singhal topped the UPSC exam in 2014. And what's more, she's the first differently able to achieve that feat in the general category. She has scoliosis, that's curvature of the spine. Ira, uh, thank you for joining us. You cleared the UPSC exams. You... Um, were posted in the IRS, but you weren't allowed to actually join or take up the post because of uh, your disability. You then filed a suit against the Central Administrative Tribunal. In 2014, you won your case. You got selected. You have been working uh, at your job. Was it smooth sailing after that? Uh, To be honest, not exactly. Because uh, the problem is that every new person that you meet in the world You have to convince them again of your capability. Mm. If you're a person with disability, the world automatically assumes you have no abilities. And um, even if you're sitting on the seat, every single time you meet a new person, you have to convince them all over again. Maybe when they come to your office and you're directly there on the seat and they need something done from you, maybe not in that moment. But other than that, uh, it's a constant battle still to just get the world to see you as an individual, a part of the society, equal part of the society, and even, uh, you know, not even equal, just uh, someone to give you an opportunity. And uh, that's something that has still not gone away. That's something that we still have. And uh, no matter what your achievements are, no matter uh, how much you do for uh, the world out there, you are still constantly being defined by your disability. The world will... Uh, is not ready to give you that uh, platform to give you that space uh, in the social world around you, you know. So, well, yeah, it's it's been there. Well, you know, Ira, you have, what, 170K followers on Instagram. If I look at your Instagram account and I look at your feed, you've traveled extensively all over the world. There's no holding you back. But how would you respond to the fact that we, when we hear of these um, uh, instances, it's always somebody saying, Ki, you know, other people are disturbed by your presence. Like this young lady who was having a going out with her family for a dinner was told that, you know, other customers will be disturbed. In your case, I'm guessing once you're even through the system, everybody else has to adjust. You have to change. You have to accommodate. And nobody's like willing to do that, yeah. it seems. Yeah, I know. And this is all assumptions, by the way. Nobody has gone out and asked everybody are you going to be disturbed? Are you going to, uh, you know, have a problem in your regular life? And um, are you saying that this person with disabilities life is less valuable? Their uh, platforms are less valuable than a slight discomfort of everybody else? So uh, tell me this. If you're in a restaurant and there are loud people, uh, doesn't everybody else get disturbed by that? But are mm. you throwing out every loud person? 
and how how are you defining other people being disturbed by seeing you is that the logic that the people will see a disabled person so they will be disturbed by that because that's pretty much it in a restaurant what else so uh it's horrific that these things are happening and it's horrific that uh people are still allowed to you know think like this absolutely so, um, absolutely in time and time again the specially able are told to compromise or to settle to get to say, get some yes. semblance of access or accommodation i mean i'm guessing you know settle for the irs why aim for the ias now that you've got through rest on your laurels at home why actually do you want to go in and work that's probably what happened but these should not be negotiable let's go across to ekta bhyan she's a paralympian she's represented india at the tokyo olympics she's an asian para games gold medalist a national awardee who represents india in the women's club and discuss throw events thank you so much uh, for joining us a huge pleasure and honor to have you uh, uh, it was raining medals for india at the paralympics in tokyo 19 medals i think that was our tally what does that mean does that mean things have changed what has it been like since all of you uh, have been back home and you you know the headlines we moved on to the next headlines well after the tokyo paralympics the best part of the whole uh, event was that there is huge increase in the visibility of persons with disabilities here i want to mention that we are persons with disabilities we are persons first and disabled later so usually what is observed that we are uh, perceived as a disabled person having lack of abilities to make decisions to get that dignity and when we talk about such incidents specifically like denials so it is a very common in, uh, usual thing for us we don't have ramps at every place and it is not only about inaccessibility of infrastructure but also attitudinal barriers we face on daily basis even a taxi driver refuses to uh, have a ride on in their car saying that um, the uh, the car may get dirty because of wheelchair or wow. someone doesn't uh, uh, give their property on rent if they are having some one year disabled in their family so there are many kind of uh, attitudinal barriers also mm. and uh, uh, in tokyo paralympics a campaign was started with the 15 campaign which means that this is the 15% population of the world and it is very surprising fact that uh, out of this 15% one person 1% out of 10 is having the uh, accessibility to a right assistive device many of them are not having right assistive devices like wheelchair or artificial limbs so yeah, we need to have a multi dimensional approach a holistic uh, we have to consider so many aspects to prevent such incidents and i think this uh, beginning must be from here we must be more empathetic we must be at least a good human being sensitive enough to understand the needs of others we must be more empathetic i want to go across to our dr uma tuli uh, she's the founder of the amar jyoti rehabilitation and research uh, center joining us uh, on the show again a huge honor to have you ma'am uh, dr uma tuli we must be more empathetic right uh, how does we how do we do that i mean we should actually let me just introduce uh, uh, ma'am tuli she is the founder of the amar jyoti rehabilitation and research center former chief commissioner for persons with disability she's an educationist her contribution in the disability center has uh, sector has earned her several accolades and i really do not have the time to go through all of them because it's such a long list but she's a padmashri awardee she's been a pioneer in the concept of inclusive education dr tuli i want to ask you 
we clearly need to make all of us more empathetic, right? And children, I mean, it's the best place to start is right. when you're young. And I'm guessing children are naturally empathetic. I remember my nanny said some once, the wisest thing to me once, that children are blank blackboards. They behave, they act, they react to what they see around them and what they are taught. So inclusive education, is that where we start? How hard is it to do that? Uh, well, uh, I'm glad you asked this question because we have been fighting this battle for the last 40 years. Initially, people thought that inclusion is absolutely impossible. But let me tell you that scenario is changing definitely, although slowly. Hmm. I personally feel that equal opportunities and full participation need to be given and are now being given uh, in a better way than before. There is policy, there is Disability Act, there, but implementation is a problem, you know. And that is the reason why uh, what we heard from Ira and the second speaker, the Paralympian, uh, I personally feel again that uh, things are changing, opportunities are many more than before, but still it is an iota of what needs to be done. Hmm. We need to create greater awareness, make people more sensitive, and the specific needs have to be understood by uh, people in civil society as well as in every walk of life. Uh, I uh, honestly think that uh, we are definitely progressing as far as sensitivity is concerned. But the main problem is implementation of law, implementation of national policy. Mm. When, when we talk of inclusive education, it is through inclusive education that we can easily give equal opportunities and full participation. That is mm. my experience of 40 years. And That's our students have been doing very well. You, you talked of ERA uh, passing the IAS examination. There is one physically challenged girl, Urmul Khair, who has also studied in Amar Jyoti and passed the IAS examination, although it was just the primary section that she cleared at Amar Jyoti. Mm. I personally again feel that so given, given opportunity, the opportunity, persons with disability are second to none. Second to none. Given the same opportunities and as others, they would be second to none. Yes. Mukesh Jaiswal uh, is a deputy talking about whether you know none. laws make a difference, so the laws have to be implemented. Mukesh Jaiswal joined us. He's the deputy director of the National Power Training Institute at the Ministry of Power. He suffered from polio as a child, uses the support of uh, crutches uh, to get around. Uh, uh, sir... 4% reservation in government jobs. That's what the law says. But is it practical? Is that the reality? What is the reality on the ground? What has your experience been like as you work in the government sector? Uh, Ma'am, first of all, I congratulate you and thank you so much for organizing such a very important aspect uh, related to the disability. As far as... Uh, as, far as as far as concerns 4% disability, this is true. Uh, the government has already introduced 
but unfortunately uh, it is the mindset of the leader of the particular and individual organization hmm. uh, it is my own observation ma'am uh, many times just tuli uh, madam said and the ira madam said actually uh, just i prefer to talk in hindi ye mera apna ma'am jo ek experience raha hai main ek chote se log ki baat bata raha hu ma'am aapse main share karna chahunga जब ट्रांसफर पॉलिसी का रूल बना कि जो डिसेबल्ड है उनको ट्रांसफर नहीं करना है लेकिन उसमें एक लाइन ऐड कर दिया गया कि सब्जेक्ट टू बी एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव कॉन्सेंट अब उस एक पर्टिकुलर पॉइंट को लेकर के जितने भी डिसेबल्ड है उनको कहीं ना कहीं बहुत सारे जो ऑर्गेनाइजेशन के जो लोग रिप्रेजेंट करते हैं जो डिसेबल्ड के मैटर्स को देखते हैं वो प्रॉपर तरीके से हैंडल नहीं करते हैं और उनको जहां च्वाइस का जो रूल है गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया का डीओपीटी का रूल बहुत क्लियर है कि जो हैंडी कैब है उनको नेटिव प्लेस में पोस्टिंग दिया जाए या फिर जहां उनका चॉइस है लेकिन एक छोटे से शब्द जो उसमें इंट्रोड्यूस कर दिया गया उसका नैरेटिव बना दिया जाता है कि फॉर एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव कॉन्फ्रेंस और ये कहकर के उनको कहीं भी ट्रांसफर कर दिया जाता है और फिर कोई भी एक्ट आप और जब आप लिखते हैं उसके खिलाफ तो ऑलियस ऑर्गेनाइजेशन के अपने वैल्यूज है उनके अपने सिस्टम उन्हें लगता है कि मैनेजमेंट के खिलाफ कोई लिख रहा है तो उनके खिलाफ एक्शन स्टार्ट हो जाता है तो मैं तो कहना चाहूंगा कि हमारी जो गवर्नमेंट है अगर डिसेबल को सच में कुछ देना चाहती है तो बहुत क्लियर कट कोई भेद इस तरह का डिसीजन नहीं हो जिससे कि डिसेबल को प्रॉब्लम हो मैम अगर आप जाएंगी एक बार मैं चाहता हूँ की एनडीटीवी की टीम उसको जाए और देख के डिसेबिलिटी कमीशन में मैम ऐसे ऐसे एक एग्जाम्पल देता हूँ मैम एक ब्लाइंड पर्सन मैं जब गया आ, अपने प्रॉब्लम को लेकर के अपने इश्यूज को लेकर के तो मुझे लगा कि कहते हैं ना कि एरो का दम देखा तो मैं अपना दम भूल गया तो मैंने देखा कि एक ब्लाइंड पर्सन की पोस्टिंग रात को उसको ड्यूटी दे दी जाती है तो ये ये कितना ट्रीवल है मैम ये कितना पैथेटिक सिचुएशन होता है डिसेबल के जीवन में तो बट डेरी के बिल मैम डेरी के तो हम लोग तो बिलीव करते हैं मैम की रुक जाने की वही बात है एनडीटीवी का मैं सुना करता था कि सौ करोड़ बहाने हैं तो चलते रहने की कई वजह हो सकती है तो वी आर जस्ट टाइम टू मूव ऑन मैम and uh, once again thank you so much for doing your best family. to move ahead but the road is just paved with so many hurdles we have a disability act in india but you have ramps fitting rooms accessible bathrooms you know being used as garbage or storage areas in malls uh, etc jo chopra uh, a social activist the executive director of the latika roy foundation um, joins us now that's a deradun non profit that works with with the uh, special needs children and adults uh, jo chopra is the problem here you know that overwhelming the majority of these instances it's you know non disabled persons who are the gatekeepers of access and accommodation or or even the policy makers in this case actually i'm not sure because i think dr tuli was also part uh, instrumental in you know the disability act in in the making of that yeah but uh, with all due respect to uh, dr tuli and to all of the um, the people who work in disability a disabled person him or herself has a very different understanding and that's often missing i think uh, yesterday my my organization's board met and we have a disabled member as part of the board and it was electrifying to listen to his ideas because he sees things from a very different perspective and we can't imagine what it's like to um to be a blind person unless we're blind mm-hmm. or to be 
intellectually impaired unless we have that issue. So I think we have to have more involvement of disabled people in mm. every phase of life. It's not just in policymaking, but every room should have a few disabled people in it. That's what makes a difference. And the other thing that makes the difference is when children grow up with each other, when children have inclusive education. It's good for disabled kids. It's good for typical kids. And without that, I don't think that the attitudes that we're talking about are really ever going to change. We have um, wonderful laws. We have great policies. Mm. But as everyone has been saying, they're not being implemented. And it's because of the attitudes. We've talked about attitude, we've talked about laws. What about, but, you know, we're living in this new age and there's, what about technology? Can technology help help uh, the especially abled? If you have difficulty in mobility, they're forced to give up travel and other life-affirming activities because there is a lack of options. But I want to go across uh, to Alcatron. Uh, uh, we have, it, it's sh- shit, sh- Ganesh. Ganesh Sonwaha of Alcatron Mobility now joins us. Alcatron produces a range of products for the specially abled and uh, they are supposedly more affordable compared to ones that are imported. So at least you don't have to import them anymore. And you have an affordable wheelchair that allows the specially abled to use, for example, toilets without assistance. So the concept here is that you can give or everyone should have a life of dignity and a life that is uh, one of safety. And you can make money from this, Ganesh? Um, actually, it is uh, more about filling the availability gap, like you rightly said. Uh, that the right kind of uh, products were just not present in the country. Uh, so uh, if a person is on a bed or is uh, a wheelchair user, to use bathrooms was an impossible task or a very difficult task, which... Uh, you know, was could not be fulfilled by even European products because they were not compatible to Indian infrastructure. Mm. So we built a wheelchair which adjusts according to, uh, you know, your bed height, your commode height. It can go into even narrow bathrooms. And that is what solved this problem for thousands of people in the country. So what and you're saying since- is you fill the vacuum. There was a vacuum all the years, 70 years after independence, there was nobody who was producing an Indian uh, wheelchair that would allow someone to use the bathroom on their own. And I want to just play that video again. One of your clients, actually, uh, someone who's made India very proud, Sarvana Kumar, was is a para-table tennis player who plays for India. He was supposed to go in 2017 to uh, Jordan for an international table tennis tournament. But he could not go, or he thought he couldn't go, not because he wasn't prepared for the tournament, but because there was no option. Uh, someone was not able to accompany him, so how would he be able to go to the bathroom, take care of his personal hygiene? And then he accessed one of your uh, uh, your wheelchairs. Quickly, if you can tell me, you worked, uh, you know, out of your schedule to make sure you could access, get him access to this wheelchair, and it made a difference. Yes, we were, we had just initiated uh, the prototypes of the product, but it was, uh, you know, catching up a lot of buzz in the spinal cord injury community because it was the first time uh, they were going to have a product which would enable them to travel freely. So mm. we had launched a product called Frido Go. And Sarvan Kumar wrote to us that I can't wait for your launch. I need to represent India. And if you don't give me this wheelchair in a functional shape, I won't be able to go and represent India. So we wow. left everything. We got the prototype ready. He went there. 
he could use the bathroom and, and you know he he left a page long review and made videos and you know we got 100 pre orders for the product before even it was launched thank you so much thank you for your service thank you for your time for the effort everything that you've you've done for this we want to end we've heard so many voices we've uh, but we want to end on a positive note so i want to go across to shitej who's the owner of uh, the echoes cafe in delhi and it's a cafe <laughs> Beg your pardon, it's a cafe that stands out because it employs over 15 deaf and mute staff members. We'll give you a very warm welcome. Uh, they say, I think there's a signboard in your cafe that says, "Come on in, we're deaf and mute, but we love having a conversation." So tell me, uh, Shitaj, when you hear of people um, who are employed, who are specially abled, often you hear them and don't see them; they're in like back-end jobs. But you are breaking away from that stereotype. Yes. So, as you know, when we started, I was looking for a different thing that could be done. You know, which can bring positivity, positivity to the life of people who are visiting our place. So, we wanted the place to be such where you know, once someone gets in, they can see how the magic is really happening. And because I have been from the hospitality industry, you know, I have always found differently abled people being hired by big hospitality brands, but they are always, you know, uh, being employed at the back end. and the people cannot really see the magic what they are doing so we wanted to bring them forward directly to the front end where that they can interact directly with the customers and they can showcase their skills their ability and their talent because you know we wanted to bring a change in the mindset of the people also as generally you know whenever we see a differently able people we as rightly said we don't empathize but we sympathize so we wanted people to see that difference that sympathy is not going to get them anywhere but empathy can you Absolutely. know make them move a long way so with that in mind we designed the place accordingly wherein you know uh, we had right. several questions as to how they'll interact with the customers how they'll order but instead of focusing on those questions we tried and focusing on focused on finding a solution for those find the solution and the idea and, here of yeah. this cafe we're glad uh, you know we want to be part of it to celebrate human spirit and leave no one behind thank you all you know uh, life provides us with so many obstacles on a daily basis and it's inspiring to meet people who beat the odds it is a struggle to deal uh, with the challenges we face to overcome the odds and we all need motivation and inspiration from the world and so tonight we're going to leave you with this clip we hope you enjoy it